Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Last night we talked about Tina Turner, the HBO documentary that was epic. I have to also mention that she she forgives Ike. She forgives him. She realizes that she wouldn't be, you know, she's talented, but it was meeting Ike Turner, okay? Starting with that band. He renamed her Tina Turner. You know, she was originally Anime Bullock. So I thought tonight, let's talk about Tina Turner. That 1984 landmark album, Private Dancer. Mm, What an album, huh? What an album. You know, I was a little kid in the 1980s. And I can remember the first time I heard What's Love Got to Do With It. Nobody sounded like that on the radio. Nobody. Tina Turner has said that was her first album. And I believe her. Mm. She says that that was the culmination of everything. It was a radical departure from the rhythm and blues sound Tina had performed with her former husband and performing partner, Ike Turner. The tracks in the album are a mixture of up-tempos and ballads inspired by pop and rock genres. Yep. I mean, the title song, come on, Private Dancer. And how she really, you know, I mean, she says, I'm a dancer. I'm a private dancer. Dance for for money. I'll do anything you want me to do. Those lyrics right there. Come on. She did Al Green's Let's Stay Together. She She made it her own. She did the Beatles' Help. You know, she did Better Be Good to Me. That's such a rocking song. I can't stand the rain, but it was what's love got to do with it that really just cemented everything. It cemented a moment. You know, she didn't like that song and she talks about it in that documentary and how it was Terry Britton who basically said, let's work on it. We'll, we'll get it into something that you like. And they did. She didn't want to sing in that register. You know, and then a year later, she did. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I mean, that hairdo, come on. Come on. It's so perfect. And that song, We Don't Need Another Hero, Thunderdome. I mean, you know, that's epic. That is so epic. To hear that song, the fact that she's in the movie, and... There's a moment in the documentary where she's promoting the movie with Mel. Mel Gibson is sitting right next to her. I was Mel, when Mel Gibson looked good. Damn. Mel Gibson was on fire as a movie star. And he's sitting next to Miss Tina Turner. And what does the interviewer ask her? Oh, you know, Ike got in trouble last night for cocaine. And you should have seen the look on her face. She's like, and, and she's professional about it. She's thinking, oh my goodness, here here we go. Another Ike question. And it was around that time that she decided to write Itina with Kurt Loder. But for me, it's about these songs. Oh my God. The 80s are one big Tina Turner song. Yeah, this Madonna, but Tina Turner. I mean, that song, Typical Male, Back Where You Started. One of my favorites And I remember I knew this guy in high school 
I, I always wonder what happened to him. And he was talking about this one song, Steamy Windows. I said, yeah, Tina Turner did that. He's like, no, this country singer did it. I said, well, I understand. But when I hear Steamy Windows, I think of Tina Turner. You know, she's ooh, she's talking about getting in the back seat. Come on. Come on. You know, Tina Turner's voice. Okay. Nobody else sang like Tina Turner. And Pedro Pascal of the Mandalorian he said something really that I really identified with about Tina Turner's voice. You know, um, oh, I said it again. Anyway, and he, he said something very interesting that I totally agree with. Ever since I was a kid, the sound of her voice in a song or even just speaking, the vision of her on any kind of screen triggered a strange opening in my heart. I called it strange because I didn't grow up going to church. There was never one designated place of worship where to be, moved by the spirit. But that's what her voice is. That's what her story is. She is the spirit that moves and her presence, the way she exists in the air around you is humbling. It brings me to my knees. Yeah. To hear Tina Turner. That song, I Don't Want to Fight, written by Lulu. And if you don't know who Lulu is, if you've ever seen To Sir With Love with Sidney Portier. Lulu is in that and she wrote that song to Sir with Love. In fact, that was a big hit for her. And years later, what does she write? She writes, I don't want to fight. And she gives it to Tina Turner. And this was for the What's Love Got to Do with It soundtrack. Starring Miss Angela Bassett as Tina Turner, Mr. Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner. That is an epic movie. Do you know Tina Turner? At that point, hadn't watched the movie. And she's sitting next to Angela Bassett. And they're promoting the movie. And I think Angela understood. I know she did. She's in the documentary talking about it. Because that's a that's a painful moment, you know. And the music, the music that Tina Turner would make was a soundtrack. It was it was a moment. It was a moment. She continued, I mean, you know, simply the best, come on, into the 90s. You know, she did What's Love Got to Do With It. Even re-recorded Nutbush City Limits. Oh, yeah. Which she wrote. Uh, there's a really great YouTube clip of her recording it in 1991. You know, she never lost that edge on that voice. Her voice was unique. So much so... That in the movie, and this is true from what I've read, there Ike is getting her to sing Make Me Over. And the mother comes in there screaming, what the hell's going on here? You got to sound like a man. Oh, Miss Bullock, you don't understand. That's what sells records. Yes, because he understood. Tina Turner had a very unique voice. Very unique. Got to understand in the documentary, she talks about that. She went to Ike's several times it was it three times before they actually gave her the mic they didn't believe that she could sing and when they gave her the mic she let that motherfucker rip okay a good a good example of the calm of the blues the blues that is ingrained in tina turner gotta understand she's from nutbush tennessee not too far from memphis home of the blues come on
There is a song. So Otis Redding did that song. I've been loving you for so long. Mm. And if you've ever seen the Rolling Stones documentary, Gimme Shelter. There is a moment that was shot at Madison Square Garden, not the Altamont, with Ike and Tina. And what is she doing? She's singing, I've been loving you for so long. And she... I often notice how people think that Beyonce is this sexual, freeing spirit. If you've ever seen Tina Turner singing, I've been loving you for so long. And she's stroking that microphone. And she's, oh, she, you know how Aretha Franklin in her song, you know, the double entendre, she says, give me my propers. Tina Turner is bringing it home. And I've been loving you for so long. She's stroking that microphone. She's like, I want you to give it to me. Oh, baby. And she's just going and it's driving and it's going and it's going and 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 this is not love making this is the fucking okay the fucking is about to start and she just i mean it's like she turns into anime she's no longer tina she lets that blues rip she's like oh baby let me know it's like oh shit now years later when she was being interviewed with mike wallace on 60 minutes he showed her that clip and she was embarrassed i think because it was a different time for her but as a performer she is untouched she is unmatched she brings a raw sexuality that no other performer madonna doesn't even have it that or tina turner knew when she had her audience she knew it it wasn't just Proud Mary. It was steamy windows riding in the back seat. I love that. When she's singing that song, she's talking about rolling those windows up. It's like, oh, yes, I've been there, done that. So, you know, that song, I mean, woo-hoo-hoo. and then in the 90s, you know, she she became bigger in Europe. And she talked about that in the Mike Wallace uh, 60 Minutes piece. You know, she continued. I remember she did Wildest Dreams. She did the Golden Eye theme. She did Whatever You Want. That's a rockin' song. Um, there's a really great track on the Wildest Dreams album. It is a song written by Cheryl Crow. It's called All Kinds of People in This World. It's a good song. And she really... She really dug into it her last album was 24 7 which she put out in 1999 and just continued to tour 2000 was the last tour and then in 2008 it was that final tour because she knew she knew she talked about that a couple of times with oprah and with other interviewers where she didn't you know age was starting to catch up in terms of the heart, in terms of medication. And then she, you know, unfortunately had a stroke and she had cancer. And it's Tina Turner. Yeah, you know, we we often look at her and you look at her on stage and it's like nobody's gonna fuck with Tina Turner. No. And fortunately, age and nature, you know, it's just oh god i said that word again it's now i gotta really count again <laughs> i think that's three or four but tina turner the songs you know 
<laughs> it's like part of it. It's part of the staple. The one song of Tina Turner's that I don't think, and I know, didn't get the love that it truly deserved was River Deep Mountain High. And years later in her live shows, it became a moment. There's a beautiful moment. I'll never forget it. I'm watching a Tina Turner concert on TV. I never got to see her in concert. It's so unfortunate. My aunt did. My aunt kind of made too much about it, but we won't go there. (sighs) Anyway. And there's Tina Turner, and she's singing River Deep Mountain High, which was specially written for her by Phil Spector. The late Phil Spector, controversial Phil Spector. And she's singing it, and it's her now, and then it shows the screen of her in the 60s singing it word for word and it is so beautiful everyone has tried to do their spin of river deep celine dion tried to do river deep mountain high and i'm sorry it just didn't i didn't get it i didn't feel it it was pretty but it wasn't it wasn't you know what i mean when tina turner brings it yeah she brings it that's the blues that's rock If you want to hear the history of the blues and rock and R&B, you listen to Tina Turner's voice from then until the 80s and the 90s, mainly the 80s, because during the 80s, she was on top of the world. That voice, I mean, that is the same voice that sang, you know, in the early days, Fool for Love with Ike Turner, Proud Mary, Make Me Over, River Deep, Mountain High. Nut bush city limits, and then here she is singing What's Love Got to Do with It? Acid Queen and Tommy. Ooh, when she, you know, there's a really great moment at the last tour where she broke out Acid Queen from Tommy, and it was raw. You know, she's she's talked about that last tour. How she really had to fake some of those notes. It pissed her off because she loves performing. Ooh. But she her body really took its toll. She talks about that. As a performer, she is untouched. I wish I could play some of your, her songs for you. If I had to, if someone sat me down and said, list me the essential. Tina Turner, you know, uh, songs. I hate saying that word. Why did I just say it again? Yeah, uh, he's right. I got to count it. Okay, if I could list the essential Tina Turner songs. There's so many. There's so many. Here we go. So I'm going to list them. These are are my personal favorites. Nutbush City Limits. What's Love Got to Do With It? River Deep, Mountain High, Steamy Windows, Let's Stay Together, I Don't Want to Fight, I Can't Stand the Rain, Proud Mary, Typical Male, yeah, Typical Male is such a, woo, We Don't Need Another Hero, that's one of my favorites, I already said Steamy Windows, Better Be Good to Me, yeah, Acid Queen. <laughs> Back where you started. 
simply the best private you know what i used to think private the title track of private dancer was weird and then i grew up and i thought ah i get it now there's something very intimate very i mean she was she was withering right there in that song you know and that's and that's the beginning of the phoenix of that album you know i want to make a little money i get it we all get it thank you roger davies thank you for because she needed someone to manage her she needed and he did and he got her that Capitol Records deal. They didn't want her. And it's in the documentary. Isn't that fucked up? And then you had all these great songwriters that wanted to work with her. She wanted a whole new sound. That's brave. That is so brave. She just kept going. She didn't believe in stopping. There, was, there wasn't ever a break for Tina Turner in that long process she kept going even after she left ike in night in the 1970s she was working the circuit she was going to vegas you know i remember that on mike wallace interview where people were telling her why don't you go to vegas and she was like i was there already <laughs> you know yeah oh i said that word again oh god 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 i don't want that to be, be become my staple I want us to talk about Tina Turner. <sighs> Tina Turner. What an icon. So amazing. As a as a singer, not just a performer, but as a singer, nobody sounds like her. She has a special voice. Other female artists, they have their voices and they hit those notes. Tina Turner, when she hit a note, she fucking meant it. She drank it. She slapped it. She went to bed with it, okay? That is the essence of a true singer. Aretha Franklin had it. Come on. Shaka Khan has it. Gladys Knight has it. Where They mean it, man. Johnny Cash had it. When Johnny Cash said... Johnny Cash says, I, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. You believe that shit. So when Tina Turner's telling you, steamy windows, get in the back seat, windows up, steamy, you believe it. What's love got to do with it? Who cares? Um, you know, I mean, what she's saying, it's just a secondhand emotion and you believe her. She's ready for that fling. And she was. She was ready for that fling. Typical male. For me, though, it's all about. We don't need another hero. Just that song. She's talking about love and compassion. That day is coming. She's she's drilling into that. Yeah, it's about a movie, but at the same time, it could be about her life. We don't need another hero. You know. Oh God, I said it again. <laughs> It's almost like you have to bleep me when I say it. I wish there was a bleep for that, but there's not. Ah, Tina Turner. <laughs> Anime Bullock. Yeah. And unfortunately, people still get a rise out of Jay-Z singing it in that uh, uh, Beyonce song. Mm. These tours, the Tina Turner Live Tour in 1984, the Private Dancer Tour in 1985, 1987 and 1988, 
break every rule tour. That was her big tour. 1994, An Affair, The Farewell Tour. 1993, What's Love Tour. 1996 to 1997, my aunt went to that one. Wildest Dreams World Tour. 2000, 24-7 Tour. And 2008 to 2019, the 50th anniversary. That was her last tour. She has said that if she were to come out of retirement at 85 or 90, people won't accept it because nobody wants to see Tina Turner sing in a fabulous gown. They want that dress. They want those legs. They want Tina. And she knows she knows her audience. She knows she's got to work for it because they love her and they know her by name. Tina. Hardest working woman in show business. And she was. Yeah. So this documentary that premiered on Saturday, you got to go watch it, please. And listen to the records. Listen to those records. There is an essence. There is a power in a Tina Turner song that nobody else has. Nobody. And it's all about the blues. You got to understand when you come from where she came from, not Bush City Limits, and then go to St. Louis, Missouri. And to meet Mr. Ike Turner. And he turned her down so many times to perform. And finally, I think it was the third or fourth night, they brought that mic to her and she let it rip. She let it rip. So, Tina Turner, thank you for giving us this music. That documentary was amazing. It was so amazing. I can't say any more about it. As always, Unpleasant Dreams and Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? We know. Because you got the voice for it. And we love you for it. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>